Father's Day really is a special and important day uh, that we set aside to remember our moms and to celebrate um, what they've done for us and how they've uh, worked in our lives. And, uh, you know, as I was thinking about the, the message today about um, Mother's Day, I tell you, there, there is some uh, messages that pastors really struggle with. One of them is Mother's Day. The other one is Father's Day, um, because it's like, what do you say? What do you say that's already has not been said? Um, you know, I'm sure that uh, there are many pastors today that are going to speak on a lot of things. Um, and some of it, yeah, we've, we've heard it before. We, we familiar with the stories. Um, There'll be many messages that will be delivered today about uh, the virtuous woman, the virtuous godly woman in uh, Proverbs chapter 31. Um, And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. Uh, There's probably going to be many messages delivered today about uh, Jochebed, uh, Moses' mother, how she laid him in the bulrushes and sent him down the river. There's probably going to be messages today about uh, Hannah, how she prayed and how the God uh, blessed Hannah. And so I'm sure probably what I give you here this morning, it's probably nothing new, um, but I think it's something that we can all learn from. And I think it's uh, very important uh, today. So certainly there's a lot that we can say about mothers, and we thank God for every mother out there. I mean, I tell you, I, can't, I don't know where I would be if it wasn't for my mother, um, Plenty of times that I would come home late at night and uh, she would be up because she was worried about me. Uh, Plenty times, uh, how many times I broke her heart. So we thank God for mothers and and their love and the care that they have uh, for us. And so we are so thankful uh, for them. So I wanted to give you something a little bit different here uh, this morning. um, Because what about the mothers that are out there? that may have lost children? What about the mothers that may have neglected their children? What about the mothers who may have abandoned their children, or in some case maybe even beaten their children, or even maybe even murdered their children? Um, how, do you, how do we go about talking about Mother's Day and celebrating Mother's Day in a sense like that? Um, because, you know, we set aside this day and we're, we're excited and we're happy and, and we're, we're, we're thrilled about mothers. But what about the mothers that are sitting in prison cells somewhere or in jail some, somewhere? What about the mothers that are strung out on drugs or uh, hung over? What about them? Are they, are they blessed? Are they, are they um, experiencing all the love and the joy that comes from, from motherhood? And so we have to kind of get our understanding of what it really means to be blessed. And I think uh, the word blessed is, is so in vogue today. Um, we see that so many times, even, even on uh, Facebook or something. Somebody may post, you know, they get a, they get a new job, blessed. Um, they may get uh, an unsurprised uh, thing, blessed. A new house, blessed. Oh, look at my kids, blessed. You know, whatever it is. And we've used that word so much that we kind of equated material things with being blessed. And so I started thinking about that, especially with Mother's Day. Um, Mothers that are blessed. I mean, are we really blessed? 
what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean to be a mother that has God's blessing on your life? What does it mean to be a family that has God's blessing upon your life? So I must have to look at this and look through Scripture and and try to understand what does Scripture really teach us as what it means to be blessed. And I believe that uh, I think we can really uh, find in God's Word exactly, exactly what it means is when we set aside a day like this to celebrate Mother's Day, how you can be a blessed mother. So let's take a look here at just a few things that I want to kind of give you. Um, you know, for believers, is the blessed life synonymous with successful life? This is the thinking that we have. The blessed life equals the successful life. Um, We think about things, uh, what we perceive from being blessed. It may be a loving marriage, obedient children, a healthy body, a successful career, trusted friends, financial abundance. If these are the characteristics of a blessed life, then having all of them should translate into an extraordinarily blessed life. But the truth is, we know that all of those things really don't give us an extraordinarily blessed life. Because there's plenty of people out there that have all these things, but they are truly not blessed. They're miserable. They have hardships and difficulties in their life. And so even for a mother that may have even lost their children, or maybe a mother who's abandoned their children, or a mother who's neglected their children... Working as a youth pastor for nine years, uh, there were several teenagers that we had come to the youth group that their mothers were not there, non-existent. Uh, Maybe they were raised by another family member. Their mom's in jail, their mom's in prison, or whatever case may be. So can that mother say, I have a blessed life? What we have to think about is this is people have this idea is, I'm not successful, therefore I am not blessed. Because I don't have a good marriage, or because I don't have obedient children, or because I don't have good health, or because I don't have this, or I don't have that, therefore I am not blessed. That's totally wrong thinking according to God's word. And we'll get to that here in just a moment. You see, if someone had all those things... In their life, would they really be blessed? Rather than turning to God, they might feel self-sufficient and proud. Perhaps a bit smug and self-righteous. After all, their hard work would be yielding good fruit. Moreover, they wouldn't need to cry out for God for deliverance in their life because they got everything. They are blessed. They wouldn't need to trust God. They could trust simply in themselves and everything that they have. They wouldn't need God to fill them. They would already be satisfied. You see, when we think of Mother's Day, many moms out there, according to this thinking, are not blessed. So that led me to thinking, if I'm not blessed, then people think, well, that means that I'm basically not loved by God. Because if really I was loved by God, then I would be successful. I would have a good marriage. I'd have children that love me. I'd have children that would be obedient. I'd have children that would be doing exactly what they were supposed to be doing. But again, that is just wrong type of thinking. 
So that led me to looking into God's word and trying to understand what does it mean to be blessed? What does it mean, really mean to be blessed? You see, as we look around us, desire abounds. Uh, Don Lickleitner and I, we went to a, uh, a car show auction on Friday. And boy, desire was there. <laughs> I mean, we saw some neat looking stuff. I mean, some cars that were restored. I mean, to absolutely, positively the best of everything. And people there bidding on stuff, trying to get it. Desire was abounding there. And so all of us in here, we all have desires. And those desires abound and they bound, they multiply and they continue to multiply. But what I find is that unmet desires fuel our need for God's blessings in our life. And when I mean unmet desires, I mean for the fact of things that we actually do need in our life. Think about all the moms whose children have have gone astray and that desire in their heart, that unmet desire for their children to return back to the Lord is fueling their need for God in their life. It drives them to their knees in prayer because they have such a desire in their heart. You see, when it seems that our lives are the most vulnerable, that's when we find ourselves calling out to God in our greatest need. We try to even up the score many times by maybe attending church or as if that would maybe woo God into blessing us or trying to maybe give us a little bit more and pour out His blessing upon our life. But again, that's the wrong type of thinking of what it means to be blessed. You see, this is a very unbiblical way to live. If you and I are a follower of Jesus Christ... You already have everything you need to live godly in this world according to Christ Jesus. is what the scriptures teach us. Earthly blessings are temporary. They vanish away. They're they're gone. They can all be taken away. One account in God's word tells us this story. We find here in the book of Job chapter 1 verses 1 through 3. It says, there was once a man named Job who lived in the land of Uz. He was blameless, a man of complete integrity. He feared God and stayed away from evil. Now notice these blessings that he had. He had seven sons and three daughters. He owned 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 teams of oxen, and 500 female donkeys. He also had many servants. He was in fact the richest person in that entire area. This man was blessed. I'm sure if he was around today, he would probably be posting on his Facebook status, just got some more donkeys, blessed. (laughs) He was blessed. But notice what happened to this man that was blessed. In Job chapter 1, verses 13 through 15, we read, In one day, 24-hour period, in one day, when Job's son and daughters were feasting at the oldest brother's house, a messenger arrived at Job's home with this news. Your oxen were plowing, with the donkeys feeding beside them. When the Sabians raided us, they stole all the animals and killed all the farmhands. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. In one day, that happened. 
But it gets worse. While he was still speaking, while this man's talking about the donkeys and the oxen being stolen and the farmhands being killed, here comes another man right into the door. And he says, another messenger arrived with this news. The fire of God has fallen from heaven and burned up your sheep and all the shepherds. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. And while he was still speaking, a third messenger arrived with this news. Three bands of Chaldeans, raiders, have stolen your camels and killed your servants. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. Not looking very blessed anymore, is he? It continues. While he was still speaking, here comes another man right in the door. The same day, same 24-hour period, another messenger arrived with this news. Your sons and daughters were feasting in their oldest brother's home. Suddenly, a powerful wind swept in from the wilderness and hit the house on all sides. The house collapsed and all your children are dead. I am the only one who escaped to tell you. So in in one day, in a 24-hour period, the richest man in the land there lost his 500 heads of oxen, 500 donkeys to Sabian raiders, lost all his farmhands, were killed. In one day, severe lightning was struck the ground there. Burned up his sheep and the shepherds. Lost was 7,000 heads of sheep. If things couldn't be any worse for this man, this blessed man that had everything, in the same day, Chaldean raiders come in. They steal all of his 3,000 camels and killed his servants. And the worst news of all in this horrific, horrible day that this blessed man has, a powerful tornado comes breaks down the house, collapses the house, and kills everybody in it. He loses all of his family. This man, who was blessed, lost everything. So I say again that our material blessings do not necessarily equal what God's blessing is. What does it mean to be blessed? So when faced with this question, for our mothers here, what does it mean to have a blessed life? What does it mean to be truly blessed by God? What about the mothers who are at one time had a comfortable life? Who at one time had a happy marriage? Who at one time had submissive children? Who at one time had health and dreams and aspirations? But now... Their lives are in shambles. Their marriage is in dire straits. Their children rebelled. Health is gone. Their dreams and aspirations are all but shattered. Can you still have the blessings of God? Yes, you can. It's often during those painful events in our lives that we can experience God's richest blessings in our life. It's during those times that our love for God grows. It's during those times that it drives us deep into God's presence, desiring Him and Him alone for our life. So what does it mean to be blessed? Well, as I was looking through God's Word, we find 112 references with the words bless, 
blessing, or blessed. And you know what I found? None of them have anything to do with material blessings. None. For example, in Matthew chapter 5, verses 3 through 4, and verses 10 through 11, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who are persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. In Romans chapter 4 verse 7, he says, Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. In James chapter 1 verse number 12, it says, Blessed is the man who remains steadfast under trial. For when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life which God has promised to those who love him. And in Revelation chapter 14, verses number 13, he says, And I heard a voice from heaven saying, Write this, Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Blessed indeed, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors, for their deeds follow them. And in Revelation 19, 9, And the angel said to me, Write this, Blessed are those who are invited to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true words of God. So there is no hint of material prosperity or perfect circumstances in the New Testament references here. On the contrary, blessing is, is typically connected with either, either poverty and trial or even spiritual benefits of being joined by faith to Jesus Christ. So I think we might be asking the wrong question here this morning. Instead of what does it mean to be blessed, we should be asking what is a blessing then? The word blessed in these passages I just read means to be fully satisfied. It refers to those receiving God's favor regardless of the circumstances. So what is blessing then? Well, scripture shows us that blessing is anything that God gives that makes us fully satisfied in him. You see, that's the difference. If we are looking at our blessings and they are not fully satisfying us in Jesus Christ, then those are really not the blessings that come from God. They're material. Anything that draws us closer to Jesus, anything that helps us relinquish the temporal and hold on more tightly to the eternal is a blessing. Many times in our life, it is the struggles and the trials, the aching disappointments, and the unfulfilled longings that best enable us to experience His blessing. And so for moms out there, they might be looking around their life, and they might be looking and they say, Everything's a mess. Everything's a wreck. I'm not like so-and-so over here. I'm not like this person over here. And Their children are perfect and this and that and this and that. I'm not blessed. God's not really blessing my life. Again, you are looking at the temporal 
We need to be looking towards the eternal as what God's word says. I want to give you some more scripture that will be our text here this morning about being blessed. Let's take a look here. Notice what it says here in Luke chapter number 11, verses 17 through 28. Or excuse me, verses 17 through 18. It says, as he said these things, a woman in the crowd raised her voice and said to him, Blessed is the womb that bore you and the breast at which you nursed. But he said, Blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. The story here is that Jesus had just cast out a mute spirit, a mute demon. And there was crowds around There were people that were amazed at what had just happened. Jesus was teaching about the fact that when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, that that spirit sometimes will come back and bring seven worse demons with him. And that man's state is worse than it was when before he had that demon cast out. And people are astonished at what he's saying and astonished at his miracles. And there's a lady there that just seems she, she realizes who Jesus Christ really is. And she's just getting so worked up about it. And look what the Bible tells us here. Look what God's word says. It says that she raises her voice. I mean, she shouts it out. And she says, blessed is the woman that bore you. In other words, she was exalting Mary and lifting up Mary. She can no longer contain herself and and shouts this out because she can see what God has done. And we're talking about being blessed here. Living a blessed life. Having the blessings of God in your life. Many a mother's desire... Desires God's blessing in their life. In her family's life and for her children. Remember what we looked at. According to scripture. It shows us that blessing is anything that God gives. That makes us fully satisfied in him. The thought pattern that many of us have is. If I have a successful life. Then I have the blessings of God. The truth is, God's blessings don't work that way. This woman here that lifts her voice thought that Mary was blessed because she had Jesus. And she said, blessed is the womb. Blessed is is your mother because she bore you and she's extremely blessed. You see, we often think that I have the blessings of God because I was, you fill in the blank. So what is the formula for a blessed life then? Well, Jesus gets right to the heart of this wrong thinking. And notice what he says. But he said, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. In other words, forget about what you have, your pedigree, your achievements, etc., etc., The question is, do I listen and do I obey what Jesus tells me in his word? That is a blessed life, is what Jesus said. So to all the mothers out there, even ones that don't have the blessings in their life, can you be blessed? Yes, you can. Because if you hear the word of God 
and you keep the word of God, Jesus said, you will be blessed. I want to give you a couple things about this. Many professing Christians, myself included, go to church week after week. And you know what we do? We eat donuts and drink coffee. No. (laughs) What we do is we come and we spend this time in worship and we hear the word of God. We hear it. It comes into it. We see it. We hold the word of God. We listen to it. We perceive it. And it comes into our ears and we hear it. You see, Jesus gave us the word which has been preserved for us even for today. He's given us the promise that his word would never pass away. Even though that heaven and earth would pass away, he said his word would never pass away. It's forever settled. And so we have his word. And so we hear his word. But the challenge for each of us is to study the word, to obey the word. To seek out the truth that is written in the word of God. It's important that we learn that truth for ourselves. You see Mike Bird giving you the word. Yeah, that's nice and fine. But if all you are, you are desiring in your life is just to come and just to hear this. But never do it yourself. You're missing out. This here should just kind of be like the dessert. This is kind of like... The icing on the cake. Throughout the week, we should be studying God's word and and listening and reading it and heeding the words of scripture and applying them to our life. So we need to be listening to the word. We need to be making the word of God a priority in our life. Spending time in his word, studying his word, learning who Jesus Christ really is. So that's my first point. Do I listen to his word? Do I listen to his word? As we hear his words, what do we do with it? For example, I heard a story about two Christians. First Christian, he was at church. He was talking to his other uh, friend there. He came back from church and he said, Boy, you won't believe it. I heard the best message ever. It was great. Second Christian said, Wow, that's great. What are you going to do with it? He says, Well, I'm going to go back next week and hear another one. And that's what we do many times. We hear the word of God, but we do not take action upon the truth which we hear. So what comes to your mind when you hear something like that? Does Jesus really think it's okay that we sit in church week after week, hearing people read the word of God and do nothing with what we heard? So if blessing follows those who hear the word of God and keep it, what happens to those who hear it and do nothing about it? Jesus taught that to hear the word only is not enough. He said, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house upon the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came. And the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. So see, the key to having a blessed life or to being blessed by God 
There's two parts to it. You have to hear the word. But if you don't go further than that and actually apply the word to your life, then you're nothing more than like a foolish man that builds his house upon sand. Think about the mothers in, in, in life that, that maybe they, they attend church and they hear the word of God or they, they may hear it on radio. But yet they never take the step farther to actually apply the teaching to their heart. God says you're foolish if that's all you do is just to hear it, but not to actually apply the words to your life. So are you a blessed person according to God's word? Mom, are you blessed this Mother's Day according to God's word? Are you listening to Jesus' words and applying them to your life? Are you fully satisfied in Jesus alone? Are you drawing closer to Jesus Christ? You see, God's greatest blessing always rests in God himself. We don't have to look anywhere else except towards God. So when we have that, we are truly blessed. So do I listen to his word? But secondly, do I obey his word? Do I apply his word to my life. Think of if we actually took Jesus' words seriously and actually applied his words to our life and made it a reality. How would that change how we live? If it was just not mere listening to this or listening to that, but actually looking at scripture and saying, these are God's words. And taking them and applying them to our heart for direction and for guidance and for comfort and for help. It would revolutionize how we live. It would revolutionize how we think. Because just as Jesus said, if we actually do that, when the winds come, the rains come, the life's difficulties come, guess what? Your house isn't going to fall. It isn't going to shatter. It isn't going to just turn to mud. What's going to happen? It's going to stand strong. It's going to be solid. It's going to be a solid foundation. So are you blessed this Mother's Day? Do you have God's blessing on your life? It's so simple. Hear the Word of God and apply the Word of God to your life. Let's pray together. 